hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. I tell you what, so many people have great ideas but they start believing that other people won't think their ideas are good or now how am I ever going to make money out of that or nobody wants that and all the stuff we tell ourselves in our head that isn't actually true and we probably really do need to think harder about that idea and get it moving and some people actually quit their job and jump straight into it and give it a go. I'm not recommending that for everybody but for some people it works. Like today's guest, let me tell you about her. Madeline McKenzie is a cabaret singer who enjoys nothing more than bringing pure joy to audiences. For the past 40 years, she has been the showstopper with a variety of acts, including duos, trios and full bands. In 1988, Madeline broke her neck in a car accident and decided, I can still have kids and I can still sing. So I did and rocked up to an audition with David Briggs from Little River Band and Peter Williams from The Groove and got that gig. The trio formed the act, Some Like It Hot, and this gave Madeline the courage and mindset to back herself to the point that she was not scared anymore to work with anyone. Madeline also got to work with Alison Norfolk, a singer from the UK, and 25 years on are still performing together. During the bushfires in East Gippsland, Madeline felt stressed in her day job selling photocopiers, which supplied copiers to businesses all over East Gippsland, and decided to leave to do something that makes her happy. Of course, that was to sing. She started entertaining folks at nursing homes around Gippsland, and then COVID-19 happened. So the next best thing to live was recording shows from home and sending them to the homes. And then there's Madeline's dad and superfan, who loved her singing and proudly announced to everyone at every garage sale, do you know my daughter? She sings. His sister has Alzheimer's and lives in a care home and is one of Madeline's biggest fans. On a recent visit, she remembered that Madeline was a singer, which prompted Madeline to leave her with a concert on her phone. Madeline's business, Cabaret on Call, now provides online music to aged care facilities, and she says her heart couldn't be more full. Welcome, Madeline. Thank you for having me. Ah, oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I absolutely love what you're doing and you've, you've got a heart of gold and it's nice when I see people who extend themselves beyond themselves, you know, to help other people that they see in need, it makes my heart full. And I just, you know, I just absolutely love what you're doing. Of course, we're going to get right into that soon. Um, but it, just the fact that you're bringing so much joy to so many people is, is exactly what the world needs right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed that you're doing it and I just love that you're doing it with a genuine concern rather than, you know, what can I make of this, you know, for myself, even though saying that everything we do in life, there has to be some joy for ourselves. Anyway, I love what you're doing. So you've been singing and entertaining and all all of that stuff, all that jazz, let's say all that jazz for 40 years, which is, you know, almost equivalent to me. I mean, I've been doing it for 43 and, you know, it's fantastic, this stuff. But for 40 years, what what got you started? Like, is this some, is this a little music bug that exists in your family or were you the, let's say the rainbow sheep? (laughs) Tell me about it. I think that I've always um, had music in me ever since I started singing at Estetford's at school. But when I moved to Melbourne, I was lonely. I was working in a job away from my family here in Gippsland. And I thought, well, music is a thing that makes me happy. It's something that makes me feel good. So I just reached out and joined a band. So those musicians that I met back 
30 and 40 years ago are still my friends today. I still see them on Facebook and chat to them daily. It's lovely. So um, it became a sort of a, a friendly a friendly person that you could reach out to at any time if you were lonely away from your family. So music just had that feel-good thing for me. I think there's a lot of um, family in, in music, isn't there? You know, just people you get to meet and play with over the years, they do become family. It's just a real thing, isn't it? I think they're mostly the people that I met through my whole Melbourne journey. My husband and father of my children was a musician I met in that very band that I first reached out. So I have two beautiful children today. And speaking of family, my oldest son is a DJ as well as a doctor. And my other son plays drums, piano, ukulele, everything you name. And I still recall him sitting in the bathtub singing harmonies to ABBA when he was young. So music just goes through the family, yes. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? The apple doesn't drop far from the tree. There's no one in my family that's very musical, any of my, other than my auntie, but I, I think I just grabbed the lucky end of the stick. <laughs> I have a sister who's an opera singer, so that's pretty exciting. When she comes down in our kitchen here, she hops on the iPhone with her daughter and breaks into beautiful arias from Lacme, from the flower, or the flower drum, I think it is. Beautiful, the flower song. Oh, beautiful. So um, that's another person in my family that I connect with through music. So when we sing together, it's that magic sibling. Um, it's like a vibration that just happens when we're singing love music, always have. Wow. So your parents weren't musical? My mum used to sing in the shower and was very, very nervous. She's a shy lady and she lives alone at home at 87 years old today, but loves her music. But she was too shy to be up in the front of the choir with the most beautiful voice, but didn't want to be the solo star. So she was, um, yeah, quite a beautiful singer. And also my dad sang baritone. He loved all the beautiful tenors. Um, a mixed baritone singer, lovely. So, wow, that's fantastic. You talk about before you were in the Estedford, you know, I got kicked out of the, um, the, the, the primary school choir and I got kicked out of the high school musical. And both times they said I couldn't sing. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I did prove them wrong, but gee, what a punch in the chest. <laughs> Never mind. We just prove people wrong, don't we? Listen, when you said, um, you know, your sister's an opera singer, well, you're, you, you, I know you don't just do jazz, but you're very, very hooked on jazz, you know, and you're a very, very good jazz singer. What, what makes, um, you know, what made your sister go opera and made you go jazz? You know, where does that come from? I'm not sure. I am really self-taught. I never had lessons. I always just found myself singing on the way home from school, the school bag on my back singing to every song I heard in church, singing harmonies to everything in church because I thought it sounded better. If I sang a third or a fifth or a lovely line over something, it just made the sound better. Um, so I guess I never trained, but Alison um, gravitated more towards opera because she is a real achiever and um, it's something that she knew she would be good at and loved the skill and the technique, whereas I'm just a feel singer. I just make it up as I go along. And, and that's carried me in good stead because I've been able to collaborate with so many people and I don't know how, I just know I'm able to do it. Something in the brain just triggers and I can sing a harmony or um, find my little piece in there to make the song a bit better. Yeah, it's amazing. Harmony's hard. You know, I've, I've never been able to sing harmony. I've always been a front singer, but gee, I admire, I really admire people who, and they don't even have to practice. It just, it just flops out perfectly well. And oh, that's a, such a skill that I so admire. So, you know, it, it's great that you're doing that. When, when we, I, I sort of plonked you into the jazz um, arena and that's not entirely true. I think more, more so your thing is cabaret. It's that real show, isn't it? You know, when you sparkly dresses and really really putting on that performance for people what do you love about that I think I love the whole the dress up the drama the divas I have a wardrobe just behind me here full of beautiful ball gowns and songs that I've collected from op shops because I see a dress and I go oh that one will be great for Dusty or that one will do Scylla Black or that one then has a lot of sequins, so we can do the jazzy numbers, all that jazz in that one. So yeah. it's my little way of recycling. But 
cabaret is sort of the dinner and show where you had an experience, a, a whole, it's not just the song, it's the entertainment, the dance, the movements, the, um, yeah, the presentation of the song with a bit of glamour and bedazzled. So I had a um, testimonial just recently from a diversional therapist at Central Gippsland Health, and he said that, you know, on my website, he wrote me a beautiful testimonial and said, if you're after glamour and bedazzle of the old showgirl days of Hollywood, thank you so much. I just sent them a concert. So it's lovely, really nice. So the um, residents are enjoying what I'm wearing. They're enjoying the movement, the colour, the fur coats, the the song and the dance, a little bit of dance. But it's um, all from my lounge room, which is what I absolutely love at the moment. I'm able to do this at home now. So. Yeah, and we're going to get more into that in a second. It's um, there's two things there. We we must um uh, point out that they're fake fur coats. That's the first thing because we we're not promoting fur. But the other thing is too that um, you know, isn't it fantastic uh, that that sort of a compliment and that sort of a testimonial? It's evidence that you're actually bringing that real, genuine, authentic cabaret energy into a space and that that is such a compliment that that's massive thank you so much yes I feel very um heartwarmed when I get the response because the idea I had what you think is the idea and how it will be perceived may be different to how it actually comes across so um that yeah. sort of validation is amazing really so it warms yeah. my heart and makes me keep going yes yeah Absolutely. I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And so when you were talking before, you know, when you go into the into places and, you know, people are enjoying it, we're talking about uh, aged care facilities, but not only, but, you know, that this is where you're sort of targeting at the moment because um, you've realised that there's a big gap in the in aged care and that music does help to fill that void and was there a catalyst that that um a catalyst in your own life that ignited this this idea that you've got well I just know that um with music it has that um ability to make people so happy even if they can't remember the songs even if they can't remember why they know the songs I had my father had um dementia alzheimer's towards the end he has since passed four years ago but a song that would bring him to life a song that he would play out in his shed playing caruso or playing edith piaf or bonnie tyler whatever song he was playing would bring him back and bring him to life also his sister has alzheimer's and is in a care facility so seeing her enjoy music and seeing how much music makes a difference it just means music matters so when I had first decided to go around to facilities and sing songs, I heard some of them were once a month, live music, once a month. It's not enough. It's not enough. Mm. Music has that beautiful um, power to make people happy and engaged and um, have something to look forward to. So I thought, let's try and do this once a week, maybe down the track daily. We'll see how we go. But I think music needs to be more often and which is the way I plan to do it online, it means you can have it any time of day. Mm, that's fantastic. And we're going to talk, we're going to get, go into that in a sec. I think when you're talking about music, even, even it's proven, you know, the cows being milked love listening to music, but plants also grow better. You know, when you play music around plants, they flourish. And I think that even with humans, they flourish. When you're talking about your um, your dad having dementia and, and his, uh, his sister, so your auntie, you, I mentioned in the intro, you know, that you went to visit her and she was, you, you know, real... While she couldn't remember much else, she remembered you're a singer, and and how wonderful technology is that you were able to record her a, a concert on her phone, you know, so that she can watch it any time. And how how wonderful because we didn't have used to have that kind of technology, but I think that's brilliant. So sometimes we whinge about technology, but there are so many you, you know good aspects to it. Definitely. Um, with our children, we're often telling them to hop off their phones and put their phones down. But if you use them for something beneficial, it can be great. So with um, the nursing home where my auntie is, um, she was able to ask the coordinator, can you please put this up on the screen for others to watch, for others to enjoy? So she was so proud. And it was really nice that she was even able 
although she couldn't do it herself, to ask someone to help and pop it up on the screen and let them enjoy it. So, um, oh, that's that really good. Great. Yeah. And so, was that um, was doing that for her? You know, the start of a realization for you that I could I could start sharing this with other people. I can start bringing this to other people. That thing of the one nursing home, I thought if I can do that for one, surely I can do that for many. By doing it from home and online, I can send it to any nursing home or residential care centre across the world, anywhere where there's a lockdown, especially during lockdown, because um, I don't need to be on site, I don't need to set up my gear, I don't need to be sound checking and spending a day doing a concert, one hour in my lounge room, pick the songs, and I thought with all these places, if they request a song, I can do that from home. So I just quickly learn a song. They can let me know what they want to hear and I can learn that and bring a bit of joy to someone's life for the song that is dear to them, really. Not just my favourite, but their favourite. Yeah, I love it. So you've, you've already touched on quite a bit of stuff. Tell us more about this idea. It's called Cabaret on Call and you're going to be uh, doing, you know, doing love recordings and then uh, giving the nursing, uh, the aged care homes or whatever, a link and they watch it on YouTube. Is that how it's going to work? Or tell us more about it, like really expand this idea out because I think it's fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Okay, so Cabaret on Call is a series of concerts which I will film and am filming from my home and I just record them onto my computer then send the link to the care home. All they have to do is click the button, they can hook it up to their large screen in the dining area or in the common room or they can put it on a smart TV in the residence room. So perhaps the resident might be out for the day and miss a once a month concert that, that's come to town. They won't miss this. Every concert they they will get to see. Um, and I think um, from this, we can we can basically reach anyone. This is the thing. Anyone will have a song or have some sort of musical love or something that they uh, will bring them a bit of joy or a bit of um, company. Sometimes loneliness is a very big thing in aged care homes. So people often may not have visitors and um, a song might just make them feel better. A song could be sent out from family members. Um, loved ones could send a song rather than sending a flower or sending a bunch of flowers. Um, mm. Yeah. And that's a service. That, that is also a service that you're offering, is it? Yes, is that's right. I'm offering a single song or a concert. So you can choose a single song to send to someone or a concert for everyone to enjoy. And then the following concert, the, the best part is that the residents get to give me their recommendations what they would like me to sing at the next concert so I can do a shout out from families a shout out to to Marie you know from whichever center here's your song this is from your um, family your grandkids would love to send you this beautiful song and they hope you enjoy it and they'd love to see you dancing around in your slippers so it's that thing of bringing bringing someone to life and letting them know they matter even though they are in isolation or in lockdown or they may be just lonely and um there are people suffering dementia that um, it becomes a bit difficult to visit them because it's awkward. It can be an awkward conversation to go and visit when you may not recall too many things. But to share a song with them, to share a memory is something that seems to work. It seems to be proven in music that it, it is just um, a beautiful way to connect. Mm. Oh, I love that idea. Absolutely love it. What, what a perfect birthday present or just an, you know, a Mother's Day or Father's Day or just, a, just a, a random, you know, hey, I just haven't seen someone for a while. Oh, what a great idea. I'm going to send them a, a song. I, I absolutely love that. And there's more information on your website, isn't there, about how to do that? That's right. Cabaretoncall.com.au, which I'll cover again at the end, but it's, uh, you know, people want to have a look. What a, what a fabulous idea. Now, you are... Um, doing your startup through Startup Gippsland at the moment this uh, this year, you know, and so it's about taking this concept and truly implementing it, you know, and learning all the back, back end of all the business and, and getting it out there. And how, when you started and, you know, it was just an idea, did you, did you overcomplicate it in your mind or did you make it too easy in your mind and then started the startup journey? Did, does that question make sense? 
Yes, I think when I first wanted to start, I thought it was quite daunting. So I did go to a few lectures with the Shire. They had a how to start your own business little workshop and recommended work my own way, which is a great way to sort of find out all the ins and outs of the business. So to terrify me a little bit less. And then um, the startup program has been amazing with helping me realize my idea can scale, that I have the basis of a great idea to be able to take this anywhere, so long as I just have the right support. And the skills I don't have, I've learned that you can outsource and you can find out how best to use the people who do have those skills. I found yeah. at um, home during lockdown, that was the most difficult time because no one would come on site to help me. No one could come and fix any technical problems I had. No one was there. But now that um, things have eased a little, um, things have calmed, and um, now I'm almost there ready to launch in a couple of weeks, which is great. So I'm very excited. And um, I think that I have the support of a lot of people and just doing uh, just doing one concert to someone and getting such good feedback means that I'm sure that the um, concept will be loved all over. Yeah. And so that's the point, isn't it, that you've already done one, you've already proven that this works, you know, and the, the testimonials are like, well, yeah, this works. We want we want this, you know, and it's it's amazing when you talk about, no, it's not amazing, it's, it's, it's sort of everyone goes through this, but when you think of an idea and when you think, oh, that could be such a good business idea or good, a good, you know, good idea to put out into the world, our, our heart is bursting with joy. Oh, wow, I can't wait. But our head starts, no, that's too hard. You, you won't be able to do that. You know, but what, I don't know how to do this. And how am I going to find out about that? But, you know, I'm sure you can verify here. And I tell people this all the time, just start. Because once you start, things fall into place for you and you learn as you go, you know, and, it, and it, yes, it's daunting, but there's always a way, isn't there? You know, there's always a way to find out those things. Definitely. And I think that starting, just starting with one step at a time and realising, okay, I can do that. Now I can do the next step. And it's, there is a, there is help out there. This is a thing on your own, you feel quite alone, but there is a team that can help you at, Startup Gippsland, and they have been fantastic with their mentorship, with one-on-one -on -one conversations and just giving me pointers and ideas of what to do for this business. And um, I'm really excited because I'm actually finally doing something that I love. My product is, is me and my songs and the joy, the joy I bring to people. So um, I wouldn't give that up for the world now. So I found during COVID, I think I've been the happiest I've ever been because I'm doing what I love. I'm doing my passion. So um, nothing can really stop that. If I'm having a hard day, I just remember why, because it's going to make those people happy. Absolutely. When you talk about, you know, um, before COVID, you were working with a photocopy company, company in East Gippsland, and then there were the fires, and, you know, the fires also uh, triggered me quite a lot. You know, that really sort of put through a spanner in my works. And you were saying that uh, you you know, you became so stressed about the fires because you were delivering or servicing people in the East Gippsland area. And then you've sort of um, taken a step back and you said, no, I, I, this is my opportunity now to do what I truly love. Were you anxious about that? Did you have sort of intrepidation? It's like, oh, if I jump back to this, am I going to get paid? Am I going to be okay? You know, is it is it silly to leave a secure job? Like, were you having all of those questions coming up in your mind? Mind? I was Karen and I just went straight to my boss who was amazing and went in there one day a few tears and said I just can't do this anymore I just need to sing and he said please please stay is there anything we can do and in the end he said we'll support you whatever you want we'll we'll give you a photocopier we'll support you we'll do your printing we'll help you sounds awesome and he was um yeah an amazing boss because he said, I can see the passion and the fire in your eyes as soon as you start talking about singing. So um, go get it, girl, and take six weeks to before you leave us and sort of go follow your dream, which is really nice. So um, yeah. there was a way. There was a way. That's fantastic. And that doesn't always happen. How lucky you were to have um, somebody who supported you because that doesn't happen all the time. You know, every now and then you hear of stories like that. So I think that's um, 
that's fabulous. Have you thought about um, giving up? Have there been times when, you know, you've been so excited and then you hit a brick wall? Because I think we need to be brutally honest here in any entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey, uh, it's never a... It's never a straight line and it's never an easy line and it's always up and down. There's extreme highs and extreme lows. <laughs> there are days we hit our head against a brick wall and think, oh, what the hell? When am I ever going to cut a break? And so have you had those moments and, and thought, oh, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to go back to something that I can do. I have, yes. Um, we had a moment in the startup Gippsland team with the 16 other entrepreneurs where um, the week before I thought I had I had a sale, I thought it was all happening, I thought we we're on the way to making people happy in the nursing homes, but just a technical thing of who was going to pay for the product became difficult. I hadn't thought of that. So the, um, the residents loved the shows, the diversional therapists loved the shows, but some at some point there was a stop before purchasing the product. So I thought, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? When they love it, I can see everyone loves the product. I just had to step back, have a breather and remember my why. So no, yeah. we're still going. And now during COVID, as soon as I see a lockdown state, a lockdown area, I just shoot an email to or phone the aged care centres in that area and say, hi, I'm Madeline from Cabaret and Paul. I'm a singer. I couldn't sing for a while during COVID, but if you'd love to hear a concert, here's a concert. I'll send you a link. All you have to do is press the link, play it to your residents with my compliments. And I had such great response, just reaching out and giving, not asking for anything for it, just to share it. And if they love it, they can then be my best customers requesting concerts in the future. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? And you, you hit on something really fantastic there is about um, having the courage to actually reach out. You know, when you start a business or when you start a new initiative, it, it's an assumption that people will just find you, but people don't just find you. You, you know, you really have to put yourself on the map and, and to do that takes a lot of courage and it takes, it's, really, it's, quite, it's quite scary, you know, because we've got this underlying fear of, well, what if they reject me? What if they think I'm stupid? You know, what if they criticise me? All of that's, what if they say no? And the fact is, it's a numbers game. I don't care what business you're in. It's a numbers game. Do you know, you're going to get 100 no's before you get a yes. And I always say every no is one step closer to a yes and just become comfortable with a no. And, you know, when you're talking about, uh, you know, that, that somewhere up the line that stopped before they paid, what happens generally if, you, if it's your business? You take that personally, you know, and you start to think, well, oh, they don't like me. What is it? They don't trust me. What is it about me? But in actual fact, it's got nothing to do with you. It's to do with their budget. It's to do with the fact that maybe your message wasn't communicated clearly enough in the first place. You know, there's just a whole stack of stuff that it could be. And we've got to get out of that habit of thinking, it's me. People hate me, you know, because that, that ruins us and it's completely not the truth. So I applaud you for taking that punch in the heart because it, it actually feels like a punch in the heart, particularly when your thing is creative, you know, and you're sharing your, your heart and soul on the line. And you still got back up, even though when you thought about giving up, trust me, we all do it. We all say, screw this, I'm out of here, this isn't working. But it's about whether you get back up again. And you bounced back up and said, no, all right, I'm going to start doing this, do it a little bit differently. And, and you're already kicking goals because people are saying, yes, please, yes, please. And I love that you're giving it to start with, just to give people a taste. And and if they love it, they can come back. I just love what you do. I love the fact that you've got the balls to get back up and give it a crack. And when you talked about your why, that is such an important thing because if we're just selling a product that we don't believe in or that isn't attached to why we get up every day, it's so easy to... to abandon it and let it go but that why that why that you're bringing to people it, that is such an ex extraordinarily selfless why and I, I've just got nothing but praise for you you know for hanging in there and pushing through this and because it will burst it will you know the dam will burst and you will flood aged care and it's um they need you <laughs> they need you there 
We want them all to come to the cabaret or the cabaret to come to them because, you know, why shouldn't we in our old age, in, a, in our aged care home, why shouldn't we have a Friday night drinks or a, a Sunday sippers or something to just bring a bit of joy each week to our lives? Yeah, uh, 100%. I used to sing in um, in a, an aged care place in Berwick and, you know, there was one girl there and she was young. And when I say young, she was, I think, in her 20s, maybe 30s, but she was young. And, you know, back then, this is only like 15 years ago, they used to just put people in nursing homes. That was what they did. You know, if you if they, they didn't know where else to put you, put you in there to die. And, and I think that's just was so bloody sad. And there's um, one um, young, young woman had had a car accident and they, you know, the, the, the words back then were she was a vegetable. Do you know that? I, I don't like that. But that was the, the that was, you know, what, what the terminology that was used. And she, um, didn't do anything she was just lay on a bed and just didn't didn't do anything and everybody sort of wrote her off you know and and no, no I don't I can't say I blame them like there was no indication that anything was going on do you know you know what I mean they were just pretty much giving her palliative care and and there was this one diversional therapist that just 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 pushed that little bit harder, you know, and she dragged her out when we were singing and on the bed, on the bed, and they sat it up, you know, how the um, hospital beds, you know, the back tilts up. So, and she was just sitting there and I was singing um, Morning Town Ride, you know, from the Seekers. And when I stopped singing, this was the, I will never forget this moment. As soon as the song stopped, she was saying, Twain myself, and I'm I'm not making fun of her, but her voice they'd never heard her speak before, and it was it was not not clear, but she started singing the song, and everybody's face just turned and looked at her, and their eyes wide open, their mouths wide open. It's like, oh my god, it's something's happening in there, do you know? And it was incredible, and it was the best thing that happened because when once they saw that, then they started trying putting her in a wheelchair so she could sit up and so she and they involved her in a lot more stuff and she improved out of sight and it it's just you know the music was that thing that sparked it but it's that you know recognizing my god there's something going on and I think we we give up on too many people do you know and it's kind of like doctors when people have an accident or something goes wrong, the doctor says she'll never walk again, she'll never talk again, he'll never be this, he'll never do that. And and we and I'm not poo-pooing all doctors, but it is it's it's common that people say they will never do this again. And things like music, and I've seen it happen in, in my own family in hospital, music triggers that it triggers an aliveness. Something happens and it it you know we should just anyway I'm getting down a rabbit hole but we should just not give up on people and we we should be as a society um you know stopping doing this thing about well she's no good he's no good put him in a nursing home you know just take care of him until the end we've got to stop that we've got to do what you're doing and we've got to start looking for opportunities to to give people quality of life and bring that spark back even if even if it is at the end of their life why the hell should they not deserve to have that spark after everything they have given to society for all their life? And I, I think that's why I'm so bloody taken with your idea, do you know? And I, I love it so much because I've seen it myself. I'm a musician, but I also can't stand that the elderly have given their everything to make give us a better life and then... We, we, we don't give them what they deserve at the end. And you're bringing that. And, and you, you're making me tear up, but I, 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 I love it. <laughs> See, listen, I went down a whole bloody rabbit hole then, didn't I? But, <laughs> but I love it. There was one beautiful lady yesterday at the concert in the back corner mouthing along to the words to we'll meet again. It was the Vera Lynn beautiful song and we had them all singing along at the end beautiful like there's probably 50 people and they were singing along and just swaying I've got a little recording of it and it, I keep it in my little um, folder of all my beautiful songs and my little memories of what I'm doing and that's my why it is um it was beautiful yeah. because the guitarist I worked with 
visits his mum in that centre each day and he said he's never seen that lady talk. He's never seen oh. her have a conversation, but she was mouthing the words along till we'll meet again, you know, swaying, beautiful. So mm. it makes a difference and um, they all came up so appreciative and they say it's like it's a highlight. Music is a highlight for them. Absolutely. And, and and plus we know smells and music are the two biggest things that trigger memories, you know, and so you they can you can be singing and then the person can go back to the 50s and imagine themselves when they used to go out to the dancers. You remember the dancers, you know, in the in the public halls and everything, and they can see themselves back there and see themselves, what were they doing back then? And it it's it's you know, they can relive all these moments when they when they were still able, you know, to, to be fulfilling a, a great life. And oh, I love it. I, I know. I'm just listen to me. I sound like a big fan, don't I? Sound like your fangirl. But <laughs> but I, I think it's I think it's absolutely brilliant. Real brilliant. So so you you've played in a few um facilities and you know I, I'm not so only one now with this uh, new new initiative you've got. But pr- prior to that, you played in stacks and you just talked about a memorable moment, you know, that one of the lady, you know, mouthing it. Have you got any others? Like what's something that's, you know, a real memorable moment from your past with, with oh, it doesn't have to be aged care. I just love the music. I'm thinking, well, because that is my thing at the moment, I played live at a nursing home in called Warina in Sunbury. And I arrived early, but all the residents were already sitting around the room, like all around the four, three sides of the room, sitting there quietly chatting, just sitting. And I'm sitting there plugging in all my leaves, putting all my things together. And then the show started. And just one by one, they all just became engaged. By the end, we were doing It's Raining Men. We were doing um, simply the best. We were doing songs that you wouldn't normally associate with a nursing home. But I thought, these guys are getting it. They're loving it. I dressed up yeah. and they were just, they're moving along and the women were singing along. The men were starting to move. It was beautiful. And I thought, well, no, you don't have to be just singing the old songs. You can sing any song that brings joy. So at the end of the concert... I had to pack up all the gear and unplug all my leads, etc. They were there for an hour talking to me afterwards. What other songs do you sing? What? Where are you from? You're from Gippsland. What do you do? Um, you made me so happy. When are you coming back? It was beautiful conversations for the hour afterwards. And then when I got home, I received a text from the leisure coordinator and she said they were still talking about you for an hour afterwards. So it means that the music got through I got through the whole showbiz, the whole thing. It left a memory. It left something to make them feel glowing and happy for that those few hours afterwards, which is great. So I'm looking forward to sending them some shows. And um, they'll, they'll know me, but I wasn't quite so glamorous on the live performance. But, yeah, in the sequin gowns and the beads, I'm sure they'll know some of those songs that we did that day. So, um, yeah, lovely. That, they were, they're a, a beautiful favourite of mine because of the conversations. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And when you're talking about, you know, setting up your leads and, you know, it it wasn't quite as flashy as the show you do now, that, you know, we've got to be, um, you know, like uh, some people have sort of said COVID's, you know, just been terrible and others have said it's full of opportunity. And I think that, you know, you know, the good thing about this opportunity is it, it did of COVID coming, it did present you with the, um, I guess you had to look at things differently, you know, and then you start saying, well, maybe I could do this online stuff. And so when you're doing online, it gives you the opportunity to to change your outfit, you know, to 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 do this song in in this black frock, and then I'm going to do this next jazzy song in this sequin frock, and and that that also you can't do that live, but that brings so much variety, and it's like they're watching this whole show of all these different performers coming out, and it's so it's so brilliant what what you're doing, and I think. Two, the other part to that is you talked earlier about scaling up, you know, you know, expanding this when you're doing live shows, you're stuck just here or as far as I can travel for the day, you know, and, and that sort of stuff. And it takes up your entire day. What you're doing now, and, and, I, and I'm not suggesting for one minute you want to stop that because there's nothing quite as exciting as a live show. 
but when you're doing this, uh, the the what you're doing now with online and you're sending it out to to uh, facilities and stuff, you're you're going to be able to send that to anywhere in the world. And how does that feel? Feels very exciting because I've been speaking to some interns lately, and and they are some are from India originally, and they're saying, "Oh, the Bollywood singers, the Bollywood over there, going to love what you're doing." We have so many opportunities in even France. I always wanted to travel to France, and I do a couple of French songs, Edith Piaf, my favourite. I would love to travel to France, but I don't have to. I can send them to little little pockets of France from here now, and I can be liaising and chatting, practice my French with them, and, um, yeah, and enjoy music anywhere. So yeah. I'm quite excited about doing it from home because it's it's quite um, it's quite a good thing to fit in with your day to fit in with my other tasks. I'm a, I'm a daughter and my mum, as I said, is 87 at home by herself. So I'm able to check on her each day and see that she's okay. Take her out and about and do things with her, but come back here in my workplace, making people happy from home, which is nice. That's brilliant. You know, the other thing too is, uh, you know, we can't travel at the moment, but you, despite the fact that you've sang with some very, very amazing people, you know, it it still makes you, you're still um, quite unknown, you know, globally, you know, and what this gives you the opportunity to do is if you can get your videos out to different countries and to different places, you know, that there's always a, a... not for every single place, but always these opportunities come up here and there to say, we'd love to have you in person. Do you, you know, and, and yes, finance is a whole other thing and who's going to pay for that and what have you. But, and, but you never know, you know, in some countries, the government is very good at supporting aged care initiatives and what have you. I'm just making stuff up. I don't know. But the point is, you know, it's, it sort of opens the doors for you to then uh, be requested to go to some of these countries, you know, and do a series of shows. And that opportunity might never have opened before, you know, but the, the fact that they've already seen you, they already feel like they know you and we want her in person. I think there's so many, so many doors that, that could and will open from, from this initiative, really do. Thank you, yes. And I'm hoping something like that happens because any opportunity to sing, anywhere would be beautiful and there's so many musicians in my life I've met that are still my friends to this day I don't think there are any that um I don't remember and yeah singing singing makes me happy and it's making a whole lot of other people happy and um I think COVID has has created this opportunity and I'm making the most of it because it's also helping me learn new new songs as well people are requesting songs from me and I'm thinking, well, I don't really know that, but quickly I can look it up on YouTube, I can learn it, I can, there's the lyrics, okay, done, another song to the repertoire. So it's um, making me think a bit differently and I've promised people I'll sing any song they give me. So um, wow. the opera may not be very good, I might get my sister in for that one, but any other song I'll give it a shot. You just change the key down a bit or get my ukulele out and try and, <laughs> and, and play a tune and um yeah, it's 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 bringing it's making me happy in a time that could have been pretty sad because um, I bankrolled this myself because I just grabbed a little bit of super out because I thought that's my backstop at least I've got a little bit there as a backstop to sort of help me along the way so I don't give up too early so I'm not giving up. No, don't give up. I, I have a I have a bit of a killjoy question. You know, for me, I lost my voice, my singing voice, when I had my thyroid out, and and I. I recently have realised that perhaps I didn't grieve about that. Perhaps I just shoved it under the carpet and said, ah, well, you know, that is what it is. And, you know, I think lately I'm starting to notice that, damn it, I should have probably spent some more time, you know, being upset about that. But it is what it is. How would you feel? Like music is everything to you. If you lost your voice and you just suddenly, because you're talking about learning every song, I can't even I can't even get through one song anymore, do you know? But how would, how, how would that feel for you what what would that mean to your life if that happened I think I would be crushed but there's still I'm a bit of a half glass full person so I would still be able to enjoy other people playing music and other people um yeah and what music they create so I can't imagine not being without a voice but yeah no I would still have music in my life yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's so many ways, isn't there? You know, I just do more speaking now and I just do more teaching now. You know, so I think there's there's always... But, and the stage is your sandpit, but, you know, you can still dance and, you know, let's just hope it doesn't happen to you. I, I have loved this. I just think you you are doing a brilliant thing. Uh, it is so needed. I hope that, uh, you know, uh, people listening to this, like either who run an aged care facility, who are staff in it, who are a diversional therapist, people who might have family in an aged care facility, please look this up because, you know, why wouldn't we want these beautiful people to really, really have the have the most? So if you're listening to this and you can do something about this, please do it because this, this is so, so needed. Now, I, this podcast is called Get Off the Bench, of course, and uh, my big sign behind me, you can tell that, but <laughs> it's, it's to inspire people to take action you know, to back themselves and to just give it a crack. So what advice would you give to somebody who might be sitting on an idea but isn't courageous enough to put it out there because they think people won't take them seriously or they might fail? What advice have you got? Don't be scared because if you fail, you'll you'll at least have tried and if you fail you may just fail a little bit and then the next time a little you'll get a bit further and a bit further i think we learn from all our failures so i am i'm planning to do this for a long time and maybe when i'm in a home down the track i hope that cabaret on call is up there and on the screen and i'm thinking i think i remember that girl you know <laughs> she looks a bit like me when I was young if I develop dementia or, or Alzheimer's because there's a family history perhaps it may happen so I would love music to bring back any of those songs that I've sung over the years they would be in there somewhere in the synapses things would start happening and um I would be alive again so yeah I love there's it. another why yeah and so your advice is just fail just screw up just don't worry about it. Just give it a crack. Doesn't matter what people think about you. Just do it. Just do it. Just start because once you start, you get that little passion and fire and you think, why didn't I do this before? And yeah. there are so many people supportive of my idea, which I didn't sort of realise. I thought they would be thinking I was in competition with people or that I would take away their work. Other musicians, oh, she's doing it online. She's going to take away from live musicians. But if if anything else, I'm, I'll be employing musicians to help me do this because they come on board as well when they see what I'm doing. So um, I think just start, just start because, um, yeah, if, you, if you're doing it from the heart, it's the best way. That's exactly right. And I think you, you, you spot on what you say is that you, you thought other people would think. And this is what we do. I, I thought other people would think. Seriously, we've got to stop that because what we think people think is never really what they think. <laughs> it's just our brain completely messing us up, you know, and we all do it. We all do it. And we, if, if we could stop doing that, my God, imagine what, what could be achieved in this world. The only thing stopping us is, is us that that's at the end of the day and uh, I love it well thank you so much for joining me today I have loved this conversation I have loved bringing this information you know to a wider network of people and to you know, just putting it out on the airways in another on another channel and I, I just love what you're doing now where can people find you okay you can find me on my website on www.cabaretoncall.com.au. Uh, there are also links on there to Insta, to Facebook, and um, what else do we have? Yeah, Insta, Facebook. That's all we need. LinkedIn? Just LinkedIn, yes, it's definitely LinkedIn. So um, under Madeline McKenzie on LinkedIn, but you'll see what I'm doing. And I'm more than happy to chat to anyone in aged care, anyone running um, programs in aged care settings because it's something dear to my heart and I would love to speak to anyone. And if I can help, just let me send you a, send me a show and see if you love it. Let me know. I'll learn from the feedback from your residents. So please, um, I would love conversations with anyone in aged care. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, I hope you do get some. And, and if if you can't find Madeline, you can always email me and I will get it to her because, um, you know, but you will get her through um, cabaretoncall.com.au. And I think the email is Madeline at at Madeline at cabaretoncall.com.au. So please send her an email and um uh, and by the way, if you don't know how to spell her name, it's um M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E. But if you look it up, you'll find it anyway. But you know, let's get this thing rolling. If you know anyone uh, that you can speak to, please do because this is such an important thing and it really needs to be out there. But I, I, I've loved this conversation. I've loved that you've been able to articulate, you know, you know, how important it is to get music out to people. And I I I just wish you the absolute best with this. I really do. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. It's lovely. And uh, thank you for helping share the joy. I'm sure that we'll make some people happy somewhere in the world, anywhere in the world, anytime. Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, thanks for joining me and I'll catch up with you very soon. Beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> See ya. Oh, guys, how was it? I love that. I love the fact that she's bringing all this joy to the elderly. And like I said during that interview, it's it just sucks that 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 older people have lived their whole lives and given so much to give us a better life, and then they're just sort of left there. And I I really don't like that. I think that we need to be doing anything we can that brings joy. And I just love that Madeline's doing it and and pushing through some of the challenges too. Is how do I do this? I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to do that. But just you know, having the courage to just chip away as she goes, and having the courage to walk away from her job. And I'm not suggesting everyone do that, but that is a very very courageous move. Anyway, look, if you are, as I said before, part of a connected to a, an aged care facility in any way, and you would love to find out more about this, please contact Madeline, because what she's doing is just wonderful for the residents. And I just love it. So it, it, again, the website is cabaretoncall.com.au. And you can also find her on uh, Facebook and Insta, both on Cabaret on Call and LinkedIn under Madeline McKenzie. So I really hope you like that. And I really hope if you're thinking of starting something, you know, and you feel like your why tells you that there's a, a real need out there for it and it's going to bring joy to other people, really think seriously about doing it because there are ways, there are options. It's hard, but you know what? It, it, it works. So Anyway, uh, thank you again for joining me this week. Absolutely love that you stick with me and um, uh, contact Madeline and I will catch you again next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.